Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The staggered Steelers are seeking answers and a win versus the Cleveland Browns. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. A preseason filled with high hopes in Pittsburgh drained away in the course of three hours last Sunday. As letdown Steelers fans departed Acrosaur Stadium, after the listless, humiliating 30-7 loss to the San Francisco 49ers, they could be overheard grumbling familiar refrains of same old Steelers. On offense, they couldn't hit pass plays, they couldn't run the ball, and they wilted in the red zone. On defense, it was precisely the reverse. They were burned in the secondary, they were run over on the ground, and they wilted in the red zone. All the preseason promise came crashing down for one player in particular, second-year quarterback Kenny Pickett. After a much-touted perfect preseason, Pickett was treated to one of the rudest regular season awakenings on record. All the poise, the precision, the preparation Pickett worked on all offseason went out the window in the flash of a 49er pass rush and the sting of a sack. Pickett looked rattled. His passing accuracy was non-existent. His pocket poise broke down. His decision-making was nowhere to be seen. And he had happy feet and looked shell-shocked. All this from the first quarterback taken in the 2022 draft. Meanwhile, the last passer drafted that year, the 49ers' Brock Purdy, showed he's anything but Mr. Irrelevant. He posted an efficient, effective 111.3 passer rating while tossing two TDs. What appears to be irrelevant now is the draft order of these two passers. As the Bible tells us, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. It sure looked like it last Sunday. Pickett put up a pair of picks and a 68.4 passer rating that still seemed too high based on his lack of effectiveness all game long. In other words, same old Steelers. They couldn't run the ball either, all but abandoning the ground game as the 49ers piled up points early and often en route to Coach Mike Tomlin's most lopsided home loss ever. On the other side of the ball, the much-advertised rebuilt defense collapsed in both the secondary and in the middle of the field. That's where 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey went wild. In other words, same old Steelers. 
49ers amassed 188 yards on the ground, including that 65-yard house call by McCaffrey that all put, put the game away at the start of the third quarter. The Steelers countered with a paltry 41 rushing yards on 10 carries. And when the 49ers weren't running, receiver Brandon Ayuk was torching cornerback Patrick Peterson and the Steelers' secondary. He went for eight catches, 129 yards, and two tutties. Even worse news came after the game, if that's possible. Veteran D lineman and reliable run stopper Cam Hayward is headed for groin surgery and looks to be out for the first half of the season. Receiver Deontay Johnson is nursing a hamstring that will keep him out versus the Browns on Monday Night Football and perhaps for multiple games beyond that. These aren't excuses, mind you, just the cold, harsh reality of the regular season. As Mike Tyson once said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. The 49ers punched the Steelers in the mouth. Tomlin admitted as much. He said, we got kicked in the teeth. San Francisco delivers such a physical and emotional punishment to teams that their record the following week is filled with losses, at least it was last season. The only teams spared from the losing fate after playing the Niners, win or lose, are the ones that had buys after their beatdown. The shot to the Steelers' confidence is so, so considerable, several players spend part of the week trying to buck up their quarterback with public statements of support and trust. Among them was the diminutive receiver, Calvin Austin III, who now must step up big time in Deontay Johnson's absence. He had this to say about his clearly shaken QP. Quote, we are all human, so we expect everybody to be human. We have teammates for a reason. We have to keep our heads up and keep going. We have full faith in Kenny, unquote. Tomlin, too, said Pickett's hard work, none of which showed last Sunday, will pay off eventually. Quote, there is football justice. When you work at it, good things come out of it. This is a guy who's fully committed. Largely, those guys make their own fortune. There's reason to expect guys who work the way he works to bounce back. So said the Steelers coach, who didn't spare the criticism for his own performance in the Niners' debacle. If the Steelers did one thing positive, they certainly lowered expectations for themselves. But they also find themselves desperate for a win in just the second game of the season. Cleveland, who dismantled the Bengals last week, are a division foe, and games within the AFC North are the most important of all on the schedule. Steelers really can't afford to begin the season with back-to-back -back losses at home, especially a home loss to a division foe like Cleveland. No doubt, deflated Pittsburgh fans will pump themselves up to be in full throat to root for their Steelers to overcome the hated Browns on Monday Night Football. But it won't be easy. Not with the rumbling running back Nick Chubb, edge rusher Miles Garrett, and the rest of the Browns bounding into Acrisure Stadium under the primetime lights. In addressing the formidable challenge Pittsburgh faces in picking up the pieces, 
Tomlin was differential, referring to the Cleveland running back as, quote, Mr. Chubb. But the Steelers don't need pleasantries. They need plays, big plays, on both sides of the ball. What happens under the bright lights on Monday night, in that white-hot spotlight, could determine the trajectory of the entire 2023 season. These staggered Steelers will either rise up to reclaim their much-touted preseason potential, or they won't. And that will leave a disgusted, disappointed fan base to again shake their collective heads and dismiss this supposedly new and improved version of the team as the same old Steelers. Of course, we have much more on the far-reaching fallout from that huge and humiliating 30-7 home loss to the Niners, plus more previews of the Browns on Monday Night Football in this Circle the Wagons edition of your Steelers Update podcast. Hey, and be sure to catch my full-length Steelers column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing all the dreary, depressing Steelers debate to life, to laughs, and of course, this week, to a few tears. Right now, let's get right to it. Ron Cook, radio personality and chief Steelers columnist for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, goes deep on that tale of two quarterbacks that unfolded last Sunday. He writes this, quote, Pickett looked off all day. He never tried to make any plays with his legs, as he did last season when he was successful. It almost was as if he was afraid of getting hit. Remember those two concussions last season? Pickett generally had decent pass protection, even though he ended up being sacked five times. The 49ers took away his deep ball, forcing him to throw underneath or to the sidelines. If his throws weren't high, they were low, or they were wide. One play stood out. Pickett had Pat Fryermuth open on a fourth and four play from the 49ers' eight-yard line late in the third quarter. But the two failed to connect. Quote, Pat saw it differently than I saw it, Pickett said. We'll get it right. Actually, another series stood out early in the second quarter in the worst possible way for the Steelers' offense. On first down, Pickett threw a pass to Jalen Warren that resulted in a five-yard loss. 49ers declined a holding penalty on Chuckas Okafor on the play. On second down, Pickett was hit by defensive end Cleland Furrow as he threw for Allen Robinson the second and was lucky the ball wasn't intercepted. On third down, Isaac Simalo was called for a false start. On third down again, Pickett was sacked by defensive end Drake Jackson. After that, the booze poured down on Pickett and the offense from a crowd that showed up at Akershore Stadium expecting to see, if you swallowed that pregame hype, the Steelers take their first step to the Super Bowl. Instead, the fans saw what it was. On this otherwise gorgeous late summer day, a lousy football team. Pickett's passer rating, I'm surprised it was as high as 68.4 after he threw those two interceptions. That could have been more. Unquote there, and that is the brutal assessment of Pickett. Pickett, Pickett, Pickett. That's the lament, the Pittsburgh lament, the preseason he was a wonderkin, Kenny Pickett was. And as we mentioned, he was that first quarterback taken in 2022. Brock Purdy was the last literally 
Mr. Irrelevant. But all that is irrelevant now. And it sure looks like the Niners may have gotten a better quarterback at the end of the draft than the Steelers got in the beginning of the draft. This is something that we're going to watch throughout these two guys' career. I mean, it's early. We can't make too much of one game. But, man, all that potential and promise and preseason hype for Pickett, man, did that deflate so fast. And I heard it. I was there at the game. And I heard the grumbling on the way out. It was crying in their beer in Pittsburgh. I'll tell you, there's a lot of crying in the beer of, of, of all those Pittsburgh fans. But it wasn't just the offense. I mean, <laughs> there's plenty of blame to go around that much-vaunted Steelers defense. Well, it stunk, too. 49ers receiver Brandon Ayuk was uncoverable, and Christian McCaffrey, well, he run amok. Here's Paul Zeiss tackling all the breakdowns and letdowns on the other side of the football in his Post-Gazette column that reads like a funeral dirge. He writes, quote, Some legitimate questions need answered about these Steelers. They had such a perfect preseason in so many ways that it probably masked some of the questions that needed answers before we could properly figure out where they fit in this 2023 NFL season. Now that there were certain things exposed by the 49ers, it shines a light on the fact that the Steelers may not be quite as good as some of the most optimistic projections for this team. Obviously, it starts with Kenny Pickett, who just needs to play better. Now, that one is easy. I do think he is a good player. He's still learning, and I think he will be fine and play better. Question I have centers on the vaunted defense in general and the run defense specifically. We looked at the roster and saw some big-name veterans who were acquired in the offseason. Patrick Peterson at cornerback, Alandon Roberts, Quan Alexander, and Cole Holcomb at inside linebacker, and they all came with some degree of fanfare. Peterson endeared himself to the fans by early popping off some nonsense about how Brock Purdy was overrated and how he was going to intercept a pass off of him on Sunday. Well, he quickly unendeared himself by getting torts for a couple of touchdowns and having a large hand in Brandon Ayuk catching eight passes on eight targets for 129 yards and, of course, those two touchdowns. Cornerback Levi Wallace didn't have a great day either. And Joey Porter Jr. apparently isn't good enough yet to win one of the starting jobs. He played just seven snaps. The other two played 67 snaps each. So the, quote, improved secondary suddenly has a whole lot more to improve upon. Now the trio of inside linebackers, Roberts, Alexander, Cole Holcomb, that's probably even more troublesome than the quarterbacks because they were supposed to be a huge upgrade over last season's trio of Miles Jack, Devin Bush, and Robert Spillane. It's only one weekend, so I won't completely overreact, but what I saw on Sunday was a trio that didn't look terribly different than the three they replaced. It's true, the 49ers, because of their scheme and some of the players they have at tight end, slot receiver, and running back, were a difficult assignment for that group. I didn't see a whole lot that makes me think this group of linebackers, the inside linebackers, is poised for stardom. That trio, Holcomb, Roberts, and Alexander combined to play 129 snaps. I can come up with only one play of impact they made. 
Roberts had a great third down stop and third and short, and that's between all three of them, one play. This group really is the group the Steelers' elite defense, quote, elite defense, is built upon. But it might turn out to be a house of cards. There will be likely added pressure on this group as well because Cam Hayward is going to have that groin surgery, and he is the Steelers' run stuffer on the D-line. And of course, right on cue, we have Monday night against the Browns. And of course, they have that excellent running game. And Nick Chubb is one of the league's best running backs, unquote. Wow. A beatdown by the Niners, uh, who typically, after you play the Niners, at least based on last year, you lose again the following week. That's going against the Steelers. We have these injuries. Cam Hayward, we have this questionable middle linebacking group, and we have Nick Chubb coming in. Not good. Not good at all. And it gets worse. I mean, let's go deep on this uh, lineman issue with Hayward out and Mr. Chubb rolling in. And, of course, with Deontay Johnson. You know, fans were down on Deontay last year because he didn't catch a touchdown. But, man, this guy runs routes and he gets open. Having him missing for the Browns and maybe a couple weeks after that is a huge deal. So here's a preview for how the Steelers will deal with their injuries while trying to control Chubb and get a much-needed win against the Browns. For this, we turn to the dean of Steelers' scribes, and that's the Post-Gazette's Jerry Dulac, who writes this, quote, Mike Tomlin's next man up philosophy sounds great and it is an acceptable battle cry for the Steelers in wake of some serious injuries. But when the injured players are defensive end Cam Hayward and receiver Deontay Johnson, well, it's a whimsical thought at best. Hayward's injury is the most troublesome because the six-time Pro Bowl defensive end is expected to miss up to eight weeks after he has surgery to repair an injured groin. Hayward is 34 injured in the first quarter against the Niners when he hit quarterback Brock Purdy and fell awkwardly to the ground. He tried twice to come back into the game, but lasted one play each time. His loss will not help a run defense that gave up 152 rushing yards to Christian McCaffrey, but it will also affect their quarterback's pressure because they don't have a defensive lineman who can collapse the pocket like Hayward does. Then again, who else does have that? As of right now, the Steelers don't plan to sign another defensive lineman because they think they have enough depth with young linemen Isaiah Loudermilk, Marvin Leal, and rookie Keanu Benton, who especially is going to have to step up. And there's also some people on the practice squad that could be cycled in there too, but those are the guys that are going to have to step up with emphasis on Keanu Benton. Now, for the offense, we have Johnson. He had three catches for 48 yards against the Niners, and he injured his right hamstring on the first play of the first series in the second half, that after a 26-yard catch and run. Unlike Hayward, he never tried to return to the game, and his injury will have a significant impact on the passing game because he comes out of his breaks and gets open better than all their other receivers. It will probably make veteran Allen Robinson who had five catches for 64 yards in the opener, a more viable target for Kenny Pickett. 
Tomlin was optimistic at his press conference that the other players who were injured against the Niners will be available for the Browns. That list includes tight end Pat Fryermuth with a chest injury, tackle Chuck Wama Okafor, who is in concussion protocol, guard James Daniels with an ankle foot, and defensive end Larry Ojudami, who's also out with a foot. And that's the rundown of where the Steelers are as they enter this important, important game against division rival Cleveland. A home game, you need the win. They're coming off this pounding against the Niners. Opponents don't have a good track record the following week. Niners opponents, win or lose, don't have a good track record the following week. Lots of, are against Pittsburgh in this game, except now for those lofty expectations that were drained away in the course of three hours. Steelers' stars are down. Season begins with a star-crossed loss. And they go into the Monday night tilt versus Cleveland, needing a win in the worst way. Should they get it, I think the Steelers can right the ship early in the regular season. If not, I hate to tell you, all bets will be off on this 2023 team. All we can say, all we can hope, all we can pray is, go Steelers. But whichever way it goes Monday night, we'll cover it all right here. Your aftermath report on the Steelers Update podcast is fresh for you with steaming hot takes every Wednesday afternoon. So sign up wherever you get your favorite audio and you'll get it automatically fresh every Wednesday afternoon. And of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news.